0: Welcome today to Kingdom Concepts. I'm in the studio with my beautiful wife, amen, and we are so honored to have you with us today, amen. And experiencing a lot of great things in this season, and I pray that you've been experiencing a whole lot of the same, amen. Um, The Lord's moving in this hour, amen. He's doing something within the body of Christ around the world. And for us as pastors and and ministers that God uses uh, locally as well as internationally, we're always looking for ways to be able to be a blessing to the yes. people of God. We want to help you be built up in your faith. We want you to grow, help you be strong in the Lord. And uh, we have a couple of things that help us to help you. One of those things is through Kingdom Concepts, you being with us, amen. And if you love this program, we would love to hear from you, amen, how this program is helping you and how it's developing you, amen. We'd love to hear from you. Another way that you can show us, you know, how you feel about this program is by you liking and sharing this, amen, with other people. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, amen. So that way, every Monday, amen, you're right on top of the new things that God is having us bring forth, amen. So we'd love for you to be a part of that. Another thing that we have coming up, two events that are very powerful, is that we have...
1: Yes, I'm excited about our Accelerate event coming up. August twenty first. It's going to be a Sunday morning power packed with two uh, amazing speakers. Well, I don't want to say that about. She's myself. amazing. She's one but, of them. But uh, Pastor Kathy from HD Church will be with us, and so will I. And we're just gonna have a fun time. It's gonna be great. Please make sure to come register. Last night we had uh, a thing on our website that said it was full, so we fixed it. And so just go on there and subscribe. You can still you can still register. register.
0: Amen. And this is for ladies only. Sorry, guys. This is a women's conference. Women's Accelerate. It's going to be powerful. To be Amen. But then also, we have the Red Line Men's Retreat that is coming up. Amen. At Heartland Christian Center. This is October the 8th through the 10th. $220. Amen. It's three days, all your meals, the lodging. I mean, it's a whole lot of nothing to gain a whole lot of something. That's Amen. Right. Redline Men's Events are something that causes men from different churches to come together. Amen. we have an encounter with God every time we rise up on that mountain. God does great things. So if you're looking for a change in your life, you're looking, amen, for a reset, you're looking to be recharged, you're looking to grow, this is a place you want to come. And we invite you to bring your sons 13 years and up amen, are invited to come and be a part of this special event, amen. It's a powerful time, amen, and your life will not remain the same. And so you can go online and you can register, amen, the QR code. Everything you need to know to be a part of this is available. So go and register, amen, after we're done with this broadcast. You will not be disappointed, amen. Amen. So wonderful things taking place right there.
1: I love that we're able to offer those types of things because, you know, there's just a lot of times that you just really need to have that investment inside your, inside your life. You know, it's so important.
0: Yeah. And you need something that's exciting, something that's yeah. relevant. And that's yeah. one of the yes. things that God really spoke to our hearts when it came to us establishing the Women's Accelerate Conferences, as well as the Redline Men's Ministry. It's us giving the body of Christ a tool that they can use to grow in who they are as sons and daughters of God. And uh, it's, it's just beautiful. I'm, I'm so glad that we're able to offer that. And I'm so glad that we're able to have Kingdom Concepts because this is an opportunity for us to be able to impart into you some things that God has used to help make us strong and focused in fulfilling our purpose. And so if you weren't able to be a part of the last episode, you can go back, watch it, I mean, you can binge watch Kingdom Concepts. But we've been talking about purpose, how important your purpose is, and the need for us to respond, amen, when we have that encounter with God. And I'm very excited about where we're going with this message today.
1: Okay, let's see if you're going to let me talk this time, because I know how excited you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well. I tell you what, we can begin by doing this, amen? Grab your notebook, That's grab your right. Bible, amen, when we're gonna just dive right into what the Lord has for us. And I wanna start off, amen, uh, by us picking up where we left off last oh, time. Yeah. We were talking about over in Genesis chapter five, verses 22 through 24, we we're talking about the difference between, uh, you know, people that are committed to God and people that are not. Amen, we we're talking about Enoch, and we were talking about Enoch's offspring, which was his son Methuselah. And we we're talking about how you have a difference between the two. When you have fellowship with God and when you just believe in God. You know, your life is going to be used to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Amen. you're going to be remembered for something. And it really comes down to what you choose to do with your life that will determine the memory that you leave. The Bible says that the memory of the just is blessed. Mm. Not talking about, you know, you not having Alzheimer's. (laughs) He's talking about when people think about you, when your name's mentioned, your name brings a remembrance of Mm. something. And so we find right here in Genesis, if you'll read that, Eliana, Genesis chapter five, uh, verse 22, and we're gonna read out the Amplified translation.
1: It says, Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God after the birth of Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters.
0: And Enoch was what, 365 add, years so old? All the
1: days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty-five years. So he walked he was sixty-five years old when Methuselah was born, and he walked with God habitually for three hundred years. His life was three hundred and sixty-five years.
0: And what does it say in verse 24?
1: Twenty-four. And Enoch walked habitual in habitual fellowship with God, and he was not, for God took him. Home with him, I love how, how, took him home with yeah, them. I, I know. I love how in 22, God uh, the word says Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God after the birth of Methuselah, and then in 24, he says the same thing, mm-hmm. and God walked in habitual fellowship with God, and he was no more. It's like God's telling you, This is who Enoch was, and this is why I took him because he was constantly walking in habitual fellowship. I love that the
0: key word constant,
1: constant because this
0: is the thing is that you know what. When you hunger and thirst after righteousness, God says you're going to be filled. Mm You know, and when you're consistent, I'm telling you, it is amazing what happens when your relationship with God has no gaps. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been serving the Lord for a while, and we've seen a lot of people who have gaps in their relationship with God. It's like they go to a retreat, like the one we mentioned, and they go up on the mountain, and man, they have this encounter with God. God reveals Himself. They come home, and then after, you know, a week or two or three, you know, it's like what happened on the mountain, sometimes it's just forgotten. Mm-hmm. And then it's like they, 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 just go through this season of just, they believe in God, but they're not doing nothing with that relationship. The fellowship is broken, you know? There's a belief, but there's no fellowship. And they live from retreat to retreat, from prayer meeting to prayer meeting, you know, Sunday to the next Sunday, and there's no fellowship. And when there's no fellowship, then there's no wonders, Yes. you know? But when you are like Enoch, and you have that habitual fellowship, I mean, you're talking about this man. One day he was walking with God and God said, you know what, Enoch, I'm loving this re- this relationship you and I have. I love this fellowship that you offer me. I-, I can't let you go home to your house today. I'm taking you home with me to heaven. Mm. So he went to heaven. Powerful testimony. Mm. And he's remembered for that. He was uh-huh. the man that walked with God. One of the very few people that never taste death. I'm telling you, he went straight to heaven. Like Elijah. Yeah, like Elijah. And then... He also had a son. Enoch had a son named Methuselah. Mm-hmm. And what does it say about Methuselah's life?
1: So Methuselah lived 9 it says wait Methu- verse 26 26 says Oh uh, no verse uh, 25 okay. When Methuselah was 187 years old Lamech was born to him and Methuselah lived after the
0: okay, keep, going. Me, no, keep on.
1: On. Methuselah lived after the birth of Lamech 782 years and he had other sons and daughters.
0: Verse 27
1: So Methuselah lived 969 years and he died.
0: This is all we know about Methuselah. He lived longer than, he lived longer than Adam. You know what I'm saying? This man lived longer than anybody on the face of the planet ever. Methuselah, 969 years. And what do we know what happened to him? He died. That's it. He died. Amen. You don't want to live your life to where it's like your testimony is you knew how to live long, but you did nothing with your life. That's called um, failure. You know what I'm saying? You want your life to matter because it's not about how long you live. Living a long life doesn't mean you lived an effective life. Amen. It's what you do with the time you have, not with the time that you live. Mm-hmm. It's how are you redeeming the time, buying up every opportunity, amen, that God presents to you to fulfill the purpose that he authored for Your life, your purpose is so important to heaven because your purpose affects heaven. It affects its population. It affects, you know, the kingdom and it being established on this earth. And so there's a reason why God reveals himself to us. And what I've learned is that when God reveals himself to people, he intends for their lives never to ever be the same as they were without him there. That's
1: right. Well, Methuselah did have... Lamech and Lamech had Noah, and if it wasn't for Noah, mm-hmm. I
0: don't
1: know what would have happened. Yeah.
0: But it also shows us that just because you know you're born into a strong, you know, uh, Lineage, family where yeah. yeah, where you've got parents that serve God tremendously, that doesn't mean that that you're gonna have that same testimony. Right. You have to do what they did in order to have that's what right. they have. That's Amen. Right. So uh, that's good news, especially if you're the first Christian in your family. <laughs> You might be going, man, I didn't have no godly examples. I'm the first Christian. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter. Amen. God is your father and God will fulfill his purpose regardless of who you were born into or who you were not born into, what side of the tracks you were raised on. The biggest thing that affects your life is the encounter, that revealing of God showing you who he is and what you choose to do with it. And that is really The the center of the subject matter we're going to be talking about right now concerning purpose. And so get ready. I want you to turn in your Bibles over to Acts chapter 26. And we're going to read verse 16. And and as we're turning there, Acts chapter uh, 26, verse 16. As we're turning there, um, I'm going to have you read out the King James. I'm going to read out the Amplified Bible. I want to give you a little history right here. You know, Uh, The Apostle Paul, back when he was Saul, here he is, here's a man that was trained up under the high priest Gamaliel. This was like having the Pope be your pastor. And he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, uh, Paul, back when he was Saul. This man knew the Old Testament. He knew the Torah front to back. I mean, this man was something else. He had so many accomplishments. He was well known for who he was. And when it came to the persecution of the early church, he was the one that was holding the coats when the first Christian martyr was was murdered. When Stephen was being stoned to death, Mm -hmm. it was Saul that was holding the coats of the people that were hurling the stones at him. I mean, yeah, I mean, this man and and he and this is what was so messed up is that he was deceived to where he thought That he was doing God a service. Even when it came to this encounter we're going to read about, he had received letters from the church, from the temple, from the synagogue, to be able to hunt down Christians that they considered heretics, followers of of the Christ, Jesus. And he was hunting them down to, to bring them back so that they can judge them and kill them. We're talking about men, women, and children. This man was slaughtering believers so here he is on his way to Damascus with these letters that say, I can incarcerate anybody that's a Christian. And on this trip, he has this encounter with God to where, you know, the Lord knocks him off his donkey, you know, and the Lord begins to reveal himself to him. And so this is where we're at. Amen? And, and right here, he's sharing this encounter with King Agrippa. He's testified about what happened in his life and what brought this change about. So let's... Back. Yeah, Acts chapter 26, verse
1: 16. 26. Okay, I was in the wrong chapter. Sorry. <laughs> it's I was okay. Like, uh, that doesn't say what I think you wanted to say. Yeah,
0: so if she's turning there. Remember six. this. Here's a man that thinks he's on a mission for God. This is what he thinks. He's out doing ministry for God. He's hunting down these Christians, all right?
1: Verse 6, right?
0: Yeah, so he has this encounter, verse, uh, verse 16. Acts twenty six,
1: sixteen. Should have brought my regular Bible. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Oh, I like this one. Let me read it again. Come on. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness of both of these things which thou hast seen, and for those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Mm. point.
0: So look at this. Jesus knocks him off that donkey. He's on the ground, and he's like, you know, he he begins to have a conversation with the Lord and Jesus. You know, he says, you know, who, you know, he goes, Saul, Saul. He goes, Why are you persecuting me? Mm -hmm. Why are you harassing me? Literally, this word right here it means to trouble. It means to harass. Literally, this is the word molest. Mm. He's like, Why are you doing this to me? This is pretty powerful stuff. Why are you troubling me, persecuting me, trying to, you know, molesting, you know, me, and. And this is what his response was. He said, Who are you? You know, he said, I'm Jesus. He says, The one that you're persecuting. You know, and this is what I've learned is that when you're not working with God, you're against Him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, if you're cognizant of that, it's like you're either helping God or you're not helping him. You're either, you know, involved or you're in the way. You're either the harvest or you're the one that's doing the harvesting. Yes. But it's like when we are not where we need to be in our relationship with God, then we will be doing things that hinder the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Here he was out thinking he was doing ministry for the Lord. And he finds out that, you know, it, when God spoke, he didn't even know who it was that was speaking to mm-hmm. him. And Jesus says, you're persecuting me. You're basically, you're you're off in your purpose. You're you're not helping Mm -hmm. heaven. You're hurting heaven. And so the point I want to zero in on is what he said right there about why he appeared unto him. Read that part again. It's in the the middle of that verse. He said, I've appeared unto you for this purpose, I'll just say it. He said, I appeared unto you for this purpose. He said, I'm excited about this. He goes, man, I appeared unto you for this purpose. And basically this is that moment where the apostle Paul, he's sharing this story, but notice he's sharing it from the other side. It's kind of like what you were mentioning, like when you were growing up, you know, uh, a young Catholic girl going to, you know, Catholic youth organization and retreats, you felt God there. You didn't recognize what was going on completely. Now you do because you're a Christian, you can look back and go, yeah. Oh, I, I have revelation now of what happened. That's what the Apostle Paul's doing here in front of King Agrippa. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is he's saying, This happened, but now he's going, I can tell you why it happened. What the Apostle Paul was, was saying is that that day Jesus appeared to me, he revealed himself to me for this purpose. And the purpose that the Apostle Paul knew and understood at this moment, why he's sharing this testimony, was that this is what I was born right. to do.
1: Well, mm-hmm. And isn't it
0: a beautiful thing when God appears to you oh, and yeah. tells you what you were born to do?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I Honestly, for me, I cannot, uh, I can't, because I, I, I've looked back and I've just prayed and I'm just like, Lord, when was it? When was it that I just knew that I was called to pastor? I, I, I know that there's other areas in my life that God will use me and other things he's asked me to do. Mm-hmm. But I cannot pinpoint that knowing that I'm called to pastor. I I don't remember that. I just had this like knowing, like I got saved. I started going to church. And then when you got saved and then we started uh, youth pastoring, it was just like, oh, yeah, I I never was like, I don't know what to do. I was never uh, a we were both of us were never scared to pastor. We were never concerned. Mm. Could we do it? and we had just gotten saved. It was just like, okay, you want us to do that and it was just a knowing mm-hmm. that that's what we were called to do, you know. It wasn't until later that God added things to you to say, okay, I want you to do these things also, but it's just a knowing in my spirit to where I know I'm called to pastor. I know that. I I love being a pastor. I love pastoring people and and everything that comes with it. Is it I'm always not, easy? No. God, <laughs> no. I I love people and and I love that people love me but you know I've had to learn you know to make sure that the pastoring is is something that I do because God wants me to but I I lead people and I I lead people to Christ I can't uh, grab them by the neck and Throttle them to yeah. follow Christ. I, I've well, I've tried to do that a few times. I've yelled. I've cried. I've mm. snot nose and tears, and I've wanted things for people more than if they wanted it for themselves. I've done mm. all of it, you know. Now I know I'm I'm a shepherd. Yeah. I shepherd them to Christ, and. If they don't come, I'm going to come break your leg. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>
0: like the shepherds would do. Yeah. Break, if they had a, a lamb that was always taking off and getting into trouble, the shepherd would literally break that lamb's leg and then bind it up so it could heal. But he would put the hang the lamb over his shoulders yeah. till that lamb healed up. And so when that lamb finally healed up and he put that lamb down, that lamb stayed close to the shepherd, would not leave his side because it remembered the shepherd's taking care of me. Now, when it comes, I'll say this when it comes to your purpose, again, a lot of people, I asked this question at church, la- in our church last Sunday. I said, How many of you know what it is that God's wanting to do in your life right now? How, you know, the will of the Lord for you right now. And 75% of the people didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the same in a lot of churches. People just don't know. And that's why being in a local church is so important because so the same important. way, the same way that the Apostle Paul, God revealed himself to him and gave him a vision of his life and what he was to do. That's what God does with pastors. God gives them a vision, amen, that they're to present in front of the people. Because the Bible says, without a vision, people perish. That pastor comes and casts that vision. And that vision is why God revealed himself, amen. And it's not just for the pastor, but it's for the people that God joins to that church under that shepherd. Amen. You're going to find your place and your purpose, amen, within the vision of that church, just like as if God appeared to you the way that he appeared to Paul. You know, it's going to happen through you. And this is the thing that's so important when it comes to, you know, when when God reveals purpose like this, is that, you know, uh, over in Acts 22, and for the sake of time, I'll just shoot this at you, Acts 22 the Apostle Paul is talking again about this. You know, he shares this testimony in the book of Acts. It, it happens more than once. And one of the things he says when he's sharing this testimony in Acts 22, uh, verse 8, you know, when, or verse 7 on down to 14 is good, but I'll, I'll just say this. It says the same thing that he was on his way to Damascus, you know, and then suddenly it said there shone from heaven a great light round about me. This is verse six, verse seven. I fell under the ground. I heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered and said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you persecutest. Look at this verse nine and 10. And they that were with me saw indeed the light. They seen the light. Everyone that was with him, they seen the light that showed up. But he said, and they were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. Mm. God speaking to him, they're not hearing it. They seen the light. And he says, and I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of the things which are appointed for thee to do. Now, this is the thing I want you to understand is that when it comes to your purpose, notice that God could have told him everything at that moment. He's talking to him. But God likes using people. God doesn't have any of us work alone. And I think a lot of times where people get messed up is they think purpose and they think just about themselves, Mm. their ministry, what they want to do, what they want to become. And God will always fulfill and give you clarity in your purpose. And he'll always do it, amen, not just him, but also through another. And then when you read down here in... uh, Verse 14, he wound up going, you know, uh, to uh, Ananias. And Ananias is the one that God used to open his eyes. But look at this, verse 14. And he said, Ananias speaking to Saul, the God of our fathers has chosen thee and thou, that thou shouldest know his will, come on, his purpose, and see that the just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. Now, this is so important that we understand something. This is kind of like Enoch and Methuselah. Mm-hmm. Methuselah, man, he just lived and died. Enoch, something happened because of the fellowship. And you have a lot of people that are just like this to where they're like the people that were with Saul. They seen the light. A lot of people see the light. They get a revelation of seeing God and believing in him. And, mm-hmm. they, and they, that, that fear, that reverence is there. But he is the one that heard the voice. I mean, what's the name of the... What did those other guys that were with Saul, what was it they accomplished? What was it the Bible says? Nothing. They seen the <laughs> light. Just seeing the light, light didn't cause anything to happen, but it was the one that heard the voice. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. it was hearing the voice that caused this man, to, his course to be set, and caused him to write two-thirds of the New Testament. Wow. And, what, and the thing that I find, and i not, not meaning to dominate this it's part okay, of this. It's okay, babe. It's
1: really good. Go but ahead. But I will
0: say this, that with the Apostle Paul you know, immediately the challenges came when the will of God was known. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of times when people connect with the church, you know, immediately it seems like challenges start coming. It's because the devil knows, man, they're finding out where they belong and they're going to get involved in it. When you go to Acts 26 and and you're there, I want you to read verse uh, uh, 19 through 22. Can you read that in the King James real quick?
1: Um, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus, and at Jerusalem, and throughout all the coasts of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, then they should repeat and turn to God, and do works meet for repentance. For these causes the, Jew caught, the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things, than those which the prophets of Moses did say uh, should come, should come.
0: All right, now I'm going to read this out of the message translation. All right, now this is me just summing this all up, guys. He says this, he says, he shares with them what happened. The Lord revealed himself to me. He says, for this purpose, he said, what can I do, King Agrippa? I couldn't just walk away from a vision like that. I became an obedient believer on the spot. He's like, God revealed himself and I immediately became obedient. I'm telling you, God will always reward the obedient. He was like, I was obedient to get involved in the purpose. He was obedient to the purpose, you know, to to serve. I started preaching this life-changing, this radical turn to God and everything. It meant to everyday life right there in Damascus. And I went on to Jerusalem, the surrounding countryside, and from there to the whole world. He's like, my purpose progressed. God trusted me with where I was at, then God trusted me with my community, and then God trusted me with the world. Obedience is going to bring about progression, amen, with your purpose. Your purpose will expand and have more influence and more impact when you are obedient first with the little things. Remember that. God trusts us. Little things, bigger things happen. And he, he, he talks about how the Lord showed up. Notice the opposition showed up though too. It's because of this the whole world dimensions that the Jews grabbed me in the temple that day and tried to kill me. They went to keep they, they want to keep God for themselves but God stood by me just as he promised. He says and I'm standing here saying what I've been saying to anyone whether king or child who will listen. Now this is the thing I want you to understand when it comes to what happened here is that There's always going to come opposition. And what I've learned is that once you know the purpose of God, Satan's going to try to come to get you away from it. Mm -hmm. And you have to settle it within yourself that there is nothing that you're going to allow to oppose you from being obedient to serving the Lord. What would have happened to Christianity as we know it if the Apostle Paul would have quit his purpose because of the opposition? Yeah. Now I'm telling you, some of you that are watching right now, that opposition has caused you to stop doing what you were doing for God. Some of you, it's caused you to stop serving in your church. You're a good attender, but you're not a servant. Some of you, you're not even going to church no more. It, it, that opposition, that hurt, that aggression maybe you experienced, amen, you accepted just totally abandoning the work of the Lord and even the house of God. Amen, to where it's just you and the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, if your life's not changing heaven, then you're missing the mark. Mm. We have to be a people that we've heard the voice and we're going to do something with it. Amen. Amen. So that's our prayer for you today, Amen. Amen. is that you understand that that purpose, God revealed himself to you, changed your life so that you can go out and change other people's lives. And there's going to be opposition, but notice what he said, God stood with me through it all as He promised. Amen. So it's important. Amen. We thank you guys for being here. Anything else you want to add? My yeah. Love? Just,
1: can you just go ahead and pray? Because I just feel like um, you just need to pray for people right now that are maybe having that opposition. Just pray for them that God will show him, them how to get past that.
0: Yeah. Amen. Because God has a vision for your life and it's always empowered it's- by purpose. Amen. And by presence, His presence. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just pray, Lord, for every person in the sound of our voice. We thank you, Lord, that your plan and your purpose for their life, Lord, it still remains, Lord. You do not have a plan B because things have gone wrong or, Lord, even if the assignment's been abandoned. But, Lord, I pray be with your people, Lord, as they reset. Lord, as they revisit their assignment with you, Lord, I pray for added graces for the places, Lord, where they are. And, Lord, for direction, on where you want to lead them, mighty God. I pray, Lord, give us, mighty God, Lord, what we need, Lord, in this hour to complete, Lord, what wasted years would limit us from completing for you. Lord, I pray, help us to redeem the time that has been given, and Lord, help us to do something, Lord, with the purpose, Lord, that you've entrusted to us. I pray for that right now, Lord. I pray against the condemnation of the enemy. And, Lord, I I come against the disappointment, mighty God, that would try to keep us, Lord, from going forward. Lord, you forgive us. And, Lord, you also equip us, Lord, to move forward. And I just pray for that right now over your people, Lord, that empowerment, Lord, to fulfill the purpose and that clarity, Lord, and that, that in those who are to accompany us, Lord, to fulfill it. Lord, I pray for that upon your people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Amen. Look forward to being with you guys again. Amen. Remember, if you're enjoying Kingdom Concepts, please like and subscribe. Amen to this channel. We love you so much. Look forward to seeing you guys again.